everyone, and welcome to another episode of Annie Talks, where we bring to you interesting stories about interesting people that you want to know about. I'm your host, Annie Rivera. Thank you for tuning in, and to those who have already subscribed. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, and I hope you enjoy what you hear. And if so, I personally invite you to subscribe. Annie Talks is brought to you by Daily Gadgets and More. Daily Gadgets and More is proud and committed to offering the largest variety of high-quality products at the lowest prices and the best customer service. Find us on Instagram or visit dailygadgetsandmore.com. That's dailygadgetsandmore.com. Hey guys, this is the 50th episode of Annie Talks and I couldn't be happier. When I first started this podcast, I had no idea what it was going to consist of or how often I was going to get guests on this show or how often I would post. I have had the honor of speaking with so many wonderful guests, those who have shared their talents, their stories of triumph and sorrow, their life goals, business tips, and tricks. What a beautiful journey this has been, and thank you all so much for sticking by this podcast and coming along for the ride. I cannot thank you enough. Now, switching gears, in this episode, my guest, Ronnie Lambrecht, shares a story about losing her only son, Dalton, in an ATV accident. He was only 15 at the time. Together with her husband, John, Ronnie's world would change forever. It was through their grieving process that led to Ronnie to write two books. Parenting at Your Best, Powerful Reflections and Straightforward Tips for Becoming a Mindful Parent, and A Parent's Guide for Journaling to Their Child, Simple Strategies for Writing Heartfelt Love Letters to Your Child. Ronnie says, Parenting at Your Best, which was named the Gold Mom's Choice Award, was written from a completely different perspective of any other parenting book ever written before. From that of a mother looking back over her life as a parent after loss, sharing the things we did right and the regrets that often sneak up on us. Ronnie, a firm believer of paying it forward, shares a heartfelt story about a random act of kindness. Here now is my conversation with Ronnie Lambrecht. Hi, Ronnie. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really, truly appreciate it. Oh, Annie, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. Why don't you kind of give us a sense of uh, your background and your hometown and all that leading up to who you are today? Okay. Well, let's see here. Um, born in uh, Rapid City, South, well, born in California, actually, and then moved back to Rapid City, South Dakota when I was two weeks old. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and lived there till I was eight. And then my family moved to Littleton, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's where I really, you know, grew up, did high school, college, all that kind of fun stuff and um, started my career. And, and, um, yeah, and now we live in Castle Rock, Colorado. We've been here 17 years, so that's just south of uh, downtown Denver, basically. We're about 20 minutes south of downtown Denver. So. Ah, so you never even got to really 
get uh, feel the California sun and get the the California life, huh? (laughs) No, two weeks there. And my parents were like, we're going back home. (laughs) Well, albeit it was, you know, a wonderful two weeks, I'm sure. (laughs) I was itty bitty, so I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah, very true. So, um, so we have, you have a a story that I, I, I would love for you to share with our listeners. And, um, if you could share, the story. I'm not going to say too much, but um, I'd love for you to be able to kind of tell the story and then share how all of that made you feel and about the grieving process that you went through. Okay, absolutely. Um, about, uh, well, almost five years ago, four years, nine months, and two weeks ago, um, we lost our only child in an ATV accident actually in California at, at the Glamis Sand Dunes. Um, we had uh, gone there actually to uh, ride our four-wheelers and camp for the week of between Christmas and, um, and New Year's okay. in 2013. Dalton was hit head-on by a sand rail, and he was killed instantly. Um, people always ask what a sand rail is, and the way that we explain it is it's like a really big dune buggy. It's about six times the weight of his four-wheeler. Mm. Um, and they think that those boys were going about 60 miles an hour, and they think that Dalton was going somewhere between 15 and 30. Um, but, you know, you can't really tell because nobody, you know, nobody really knows. Anyway, but he was, um, he was killed instantly, and, um, and so now we've just had to move forward with our lives without him and um, into the emptiness and, and the darkness of being parents without a child. No. Mm. Um, anyway. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for, for all that you've had to go through. Um, could you tell us how old Dalton was? Absolutely. Um, he was 15 years and eight months. Um, and, and do you know how old the, the boys were that were on the other vehicle? Yeah, they were 19 and 21. Now, is there... Is there a legal age limit for riding any of these vehicles, the ATV and the sand, um, what, what was it called, the sand? Sand rail. Sand yeah, rail. I don't, you know, I don't know about the sand rails. Um, and then the ATVs, the stickers on them say age 16, but there's no actual laws that say how old you have to be. Um, Dalton's actually been riding. Um, we started him riding when he was seven weeks old. He was um, in a pouch on my belly and he was attached to me in six different places. And, hmm. um, yeah, so I, I literally, he's been riding his entire life and yeah. he was an expert. He was, um, definitely an expert rider. Wow. And then, so you said that he, you know, it was instant. Um, can you, can you tell us, I know it's probably such a, a very, I hate for you to have to relive all this, um, over again, but I think, you know, our listeners um, could benefit from listening to how you deal, how you dealt with some of these um, emotions. Um, I'm sure there's, um, you know, a, a, a whole grieving process that you had to go through. Can you share some of those with us? Um, absolutely. Um, you know, the first thing I would tell you is that um, there was a book written about the five stages of grief and, um, 
it was written from a different perspective and it's completely incorrect and wrong. There are not five stages of grief. Mm-hmm. There are about millions of stages of grief, I think. Yeah. And you're in and you're in many, many at one time. There's not like one day you're angry and one day you've accepted it and mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. It's um there are many stages of grief and you're in all of them more than more than you know more than likely you're in many of those stages um all at once so anyway so yeah i i think um and the other thing is that grief is something that we'll go through for the rest of our lives it's you know now this is something that we have to live with every day forever um until we get to see him again someday mm-hmm. hopefully um, so it's not like we've moved through it. It's not over with. It's something we deal with every day. And, um, and, and you know, certainly there are better moments than others, but we are still very moment to moment. Um, mm-hmm. One of the best things I read about it actually is um, grief actually feels like you're in an ocean and you're riding along and things are going a little bit, you know, just fine. And then a huge wave comes up and it sucks you under the water and it twists you around and holds you under the water and you can't breathe. Um, and, and I would tell you that that, that is one of the most accurate descriptions of grief that I've heard. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and I know like our first couple years, we were pretty numb. Um, and they do say like your first two years that you're, extremely numb Mm -hmm. and that your second year is definitely one of the hardest years to get through because Mm -hmm. you're coming out of the numb and you're really realizing that this is true this is really my life now Mm -hmm. I really have to live with this and um, so yeah I think that the uh, I would say that depression is ongoing the PTSD is I mean um it is definitely post-traumatic stress every day um, and, and, and going, going through just all the emotions and, and the daily things, the daily triggers that you walk into um, and you don't realize when you're, you know, when you're going somewhere or when you meet someone or that someone's going to say something or mm-hmm. you're going to hear a song on the radio or see a scene on TV or watch something in a movie, you know, read something in a book. There's, there's always triggers and you never ever know what those triggers will be mm-hmm. um, unless you've experienced them at least once. Um, I know for me, uh, grocery shopping is very, very, very difficult for me. And I know that a lot of people that go through grief suffer with grocery shopping. First of all, I think because it in and of itself is a very nurturing thing. You're going to the grocery store to buy food for your family, to feed your family, Right. That kind of a thing. Um, in my case, Dalton and I did the grocery shopping together. Mm. And um, and he loved to cook eggs. That was one. He loved like Saturday mornings. He loved to cook us breakfast and he loved to cook eggs. And I think mainly because I suck at cooking eggs and he wanted to <laughs> prove to me that he was way better at cooking eggs than me. Um, mm. But yeah, he would make cinnamon rolls and eggs and bacon and, you know, all kinds of stuff on Saturday mornings. And, mm-hmm. and he would always want to pick out the eggs and so when we were at the grocery store that was something that he always did was he picked out the eggs and so for me to go stand in an egg aisle today to pick out eggs um it sounds so incredibly stupid but I I typically end up on the floor bawling my eyes out and I can't move for 
quite a while. It is. So no. I don't do it anymore. We have groceries delivered now. <laughs> Walmart delivery is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, it, it, I, I, I like what or I don't like, but you had mentioned about triggers. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it could be any given moment. I mean, I lost my father two years ago to cancer. And sometimes, thank you, and sometimes I would be, talk about a trigger moment. My father was always the kind of person that told me, you know, make sure you take care of your car, take care of your car, follow, you know, follow the instructions, get your oil changed when you're supposed to, you know, look at the sticker whenever you go to the, you know, look at your sticker to make sure you're, you know, within your miles or things like that. So I was having issues with my car. I was having transmission issues and I was, you know, back and forth and back and forth to the dealer and, you know, dealing with it and, you know, having to tell them, I promise you there's something going on with my car and having to, you know, tell that story to them over and over again. I was in such a, I was in such a, a, a despair because, you know, I was without a car and, and I couldn't get around. And then they were thinking about, you know, spending hundreds of hundreds of dollars on car payment or car um, repairs, repairs yeah. that I knew I didn't have, but I was so sure there was something wrong with my car that I, I picked up the phone and I started to dial my dad. Oh, yes. And amazing was it rang and rang and rang. And I kept saying, God, that's not like him to not answer the phone. And then within a minute, you know, within seconds, I, I fell to the ground like you. I just fell to the ground and I thought... I can't ever talk to him. Yes. About and it's always car. when you feel like you need him the most, you know, I, there, it's just such yeah. a struggle. It I'm really sorry. is. I'm so sorry that you went through all of this and, and I know, but you have those loving memories of him as, you know, uh, about the, about, <laughs> about making eggs. And, exactly. You know, all we have, yeah, we have amazing memories of him. Yes, you're yeah. right. And yeah. I, I was looking through your website, your, um, let me just go to the right website here. I was looking at the doitfordalton.com. Oh, website. yeah. Yeah. The pay, it, the pay it forward. He's definitely your angel. Do you feel like he's around you? Do you, do you feel like moments, you know, where you just, where things happen and you say, Oh, Dalton, yes. I know you're here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He leaves us dimes, um, oh. in strange places. And, um, actually the other day he, I was, um, I was in a park sitting with a friend having lunch and a dragonfly came and sat on my arm and, um, Dalton didn't like to take pictures at all. He didn't like to be in pictures. And my girlfriend said, Oh my gosh, that's gotta be Dalton. I'm going to go get a get my phone and take a picture and the second she said take a picture it flew away and then when she put her phone away it came back and sat on my arm again and then she got her phone out to take a picture and then he flew away again oh. put her phone away and he came back so it was like that's got to be Dalton he's just yeah. coming to say hi today um, oh yeah just cool things that happen um one of my clocks upstairs quit um right at the exact time that he said goodbye to me the morning of his accident mm -hmm. and um but the clock actually still is clicking like it's working but right. it still stopped at eleven seventeen a.m and um it but it it and it keeps clicking so it's not the batteries um 
Right. Anyway, but that's when he said goodbye to me. And, and right now we're actually in the midst of trying to sell our house. And I've been really, really, really struggling with this, mm-hmm. um, selling the house. And my husband just feels like we need a change right now and that we need to do something different. Mm-hmm. And this house, when we built it, um, you know, Dalton's in every part of this. He was here when we built it. His hands hands are in the concrete, you know, just... Mm-hmm. He's, he's in every part of this house and to think that we would leave it because we thought we would be here forever, um, right. you know, have grandbabies here and all that. And now we don't have that anymore. And um, my husband feels like it's a constant reminder that we will never have grandchildren and, um, you know, never mm-hmm. have family events here and that kind of a thing. So he feels like we need to start fresh and do something different. And so, yeah, just this whole selling the house thing has just been such a tough thing but when the clock struck eleven seventeen and it stayed there mm-hmm. and it's been that way for months now because mm-hmm. um, I refused to change it right. um, but but I felt like that was Dalton's sign that it's okay to say goodbye to the house because oh. that's the exact same time that he said goodbye to me so yeah definitely I feel he's 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 looking over you and communicating with you and yeah I'm going to cry right now. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) You had said something about dimes. Can you talk about that? What was the the significance of dimes? You know, I don't know. um, But if you Google dimes from heaven, um, Uh there's like a whole thing. Like people do it all all the time. Um, and it's really interesting. It used to be, they say pennies from heaven, and it's a right. joke on that, on the, when you Google it, and it's like, it's, it's a joke that inflation made it go to dimes or something like that. But, <laughs> but it's really weird because at the same, the same time that we lost Dalton, um, actually, John's brother had lived with us for about a year and a half, and he had just moved from our house to Texas. And so while he lived with us, him and Dalton were extremely close. And when he found out about Dalton's accident, um, he actually OD'd on heroin and we lost him the same week oh, as we lost Dalton. And, um, and so it's just weird things have happened, but um, we are sure that Dalton sends us dimes and that Bill sends us nickels. Um, <laughs> and it's just a weird, like Bill worked for my husband, for John, um, doing remodeling and, and um my husband is really a clean freak and so he'll clean the job site up and make it perfect every night before he leaves to come home um, so that the homeowner doesn't have to deal with sawdust or anything like that and mm-hmm. and he had one night done done you know all of his cleanup and everything was spick and span and spotless and you know you could eat off the floor probably um, and turned around and there was a nickel um, right where he had just vacuumed oh and, wow yeah, so he feels like that that's Bill, you know, saying hi to him because they work together. And then Dalton leaves us dimes in just strange places, like um, um, in my office. I've never had change in my office. There's just no need for, for you know, coins right. to be in my office. And in my office, um, I had pulled out the phone bill, actually, for his, for his phone um, because he had paid me two months for his phone before we left on our trip. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how long I left his phone on and I went to pull out that bill and I lifted the piece of paper up and there were two dimes underneath it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it just weird things like that, like, um, where they just kind of show up out of the blue. Um, and it's, and it's, 
it's usually, you know, right when we're really, really, really struggling and we need a sign um, yeah. and they'll show up. So, yeah. And it's, again, it's just being open to that. And, and, you know, a million people that are skeptics would say, oh gosh, you know, you could have found a dime anywhere. And you know what? We could have. But if I want to believe that it's my son leaving me a message, then I'm going to believe it. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Absolutely. We, yeah. feel, we feel the same way. You know, my, I, I, I'm not really sure the significance of butterflies, but we, when we go to visit my father, um, you know, at his site, there's always a butterfly. Oh, you know, then that's but, him. Absolutely. Yeah, always. Yeah. And then sometimes we'll be, you know, maybe in the garden of my mother's you know, she lives in an um, active senior living home. Sometimes it would be in the garden there. Of course, you'd think there would be like a million butterflies, but there's always a butterfly, my mom says, when she walks to her car, always. So, Aww. yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So, things like that. So we know that, you know, that my father's looking after her and making sure she's okay. And so, you know, I, I, I'm a strong believer in those little signs absolutely and again it, you have to kind of really make a head-on decision on that kind of stuff that you're going to believe mm -hmm. what makes you feel better um, right to help you get through absolutely yeah now in your bio i'm going to read something that i wrote that i i read in your in a bio or something that i that i think you sent over to me um you said that we've really taken notice of families not paying attention to each other, either distracted by activities, books, or electronics, cell phones, yet spending lots of money going out to dinner or traveling to wonderful places only to find themselves still connected to everyone other than their children. Tell us about that realization about how people are connected to so many things, vices, devices, social media, and other time distractors. What signs we, uh, we can watch for to do our own self-assessing and more importantly, how we can all change our mindsets? Well, that's a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. okay. I just thought it was just, a, you know, a beautiful uh, analogy of, you know, how our lives are so busy with other things that we, yeah. you know, and then it happens to me too. You will, we'll be all sitting out, sitting at dinner. And this is, you know, I think we're all kind of guilty of this. I'll be, we'll be sitting at dinner. I'll, I'll be with my kids and we're all in our phones. Yes. And we yeah. have to, we've got to put our phones away Yeah. during, during dinner and those kind of things. I, the way this really all started for me was John and I had been, you know, we eat out a lot now because, you know, cooking for two people is not, always easy and I don't know how to cook for two people I still always cook for three people mm -hmm. and the dog gets Dalton's portion <laughs> I just <laughs> I cannot cook for two people I, but anyway so we eat out quite a bit and probably two times a week or something we eat out and right um anyway and we just we would notice that whole entire families were on their phones and stuff and um and you just want to like wring their necks and say hey they could be <laughs> gone tomorrow you know yeah. but this I had some, I had a, you know, something happen and we, um, so I, on Wednesday nights, we typically go get wings at this little, little restaurant right up the street from us and we get them and bring them home and watch TV or whatever, hang out together. Mm -hmm. And I went to get wings and I had called ahead of time and, and the girl there is Marie. We talk to her every week. So we're good buddies. And, mm -hmm. um, and I called her and, you know, told her what our order was or whatever. And she said, okay, I'll see you in 20 minutes. And so in 20 minutes I went up 
and walked in the door and she came out to the counter and she's like, oh my gosh, Ronnie, I'm so sorry. I haven't even started your order yet. We got this huge rush. A whole baseball team came in and anyway, your order's not ready. And so is there any way you could wait for 20 minutes and I'll get them on right now? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'll just kind of stand back. And she said, okay. So I just kind of stood back by the door because it's a really small place. It's not like there's a lot of room to stand. Right. Anyway, I just stood back by the door and I looked, and we just, you know, how you people watch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but you know, you just do. But this whole family was sitting at a table and every single one of them from the moment I got there, uh-huh. I had noticed them. And um, to 21 minutes later, because I was watching my phone, um, you know, watching the time on my mm-hmm. phone, uh, 21 minutes later when my wings were ready and Marie called me up, they were still on their phones. So they had been eating wings mm-hmm. and with one hand on their phones, reading their phones and then, and then eating their wings with the other hand and, um, and, and not they, talking and, to each other. And they, yeah. In 21 minutes, these people never said one single word to each other. Wow. And by the time I got up to the counter, I was, a, I was a basket case. I was bawling my eyes out. I couldn't talk. Um, I was just a blubbering mess. And I'm sure everybody is at this restaurant is thinking, who is this psycho? <laughs> but I was, I was just as I could, I literally, I couldn't talk. I was trying mm-hmm. to talk to, to this Marie behind mm-hmm. the counter and, um, and cause she's like, Ronnie, what's wrong? Oh my God, what happened? And um, anyway, and when I finally got myself together, it took quite a while and I finally got myself together and I'm like that family over there, has been on their phones the whole entire time I've been here. And I would do anything to have just a couple minutes with Dalton, much less have a whole entire dinner. And, um, and they just wasted all this time. Like what if their child dies tomorrow morning and, Mm -hmm. and they don't have that time anymore. It was just the most horrible experience. Um, And I was just such a basket case. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, with this, uh, we, we had started this pay it forward program with these little business cards and she has them setting on her counter there. Um, so people will do use them all the time. But they're just these little cards with Dalton's picture on them and they ask you to perform a random act of kindness. And then they ask you to take the card and hand it to the next person that you did the the kindness for. And you ask them to you know when they have the means and the time or whatever if they could do something nice for someone else and then pay it forward um so like we have a domino effect of of kindness and so she had the cards sitting on her counter and so she's like what do you want me to do is there anything i could do to help and i said you know why don't we do this will you make a dessert add it to my bill um and give me a piece of paper from your cash register there and give me a pen and i'm going to write them a letter so I just wrote on this little tiny piece of um, calculator tape. Um, I just wrote, you know, we lost our son. And at that point, it was like a year. I said, we just lost our son. And um, I have been watching you for almost 30 minutes. And none of you have been off your phones. You haven't said a word to each other. And I would do anything to be able to have dessert with my son. Um, so please, if you would, put your phones down and eat this dessert together. Um, I've given, you know, she's giving you four spoons, blah, 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 so that you guys can just focus on dessert and being together. Um, Basically that I would do anything to have that time back. Um, Anyway, and so, and since then, that was kind of the start of it. And since then, John and I do that nearly every single time we go out to dinner now. Um, Because there's always a family 
that's not communicating. And, you know, I'll tell you, the really sad part is, is that more times than not, it's the parents on their phones and the kids are sitting there looking at them like, can somebody talk to me? Oh, wow. So, um, and, and now that I've told you that, you will notice this now when you go out Of to course. Eat. I mean, I already yeah. notice it now. I notice it now with my own family. Yeah. So, and it's just so scary that, that our world is coming to this and that we're being taken over by all of this. Um, and, so and were you able to get some feedback from Marie as to, you know, when, you, when, the, when, you, when she delivered the, the pie to them or the dessert to them? Um, did she give you feedback as to, you know, were they surprised? Were they, you know? <laughs> um, actually, the next week when I went in, because I told her she had to wait till I left. Um, right. But yeah, the next week when I went in, um, she said that the mom was actually very angry. <gasps> what? Yeah, that the mom was very angry that I had watched them and that um, that I had basically told her that she was doing that she was doing something wrong because she yeah. was. Yeah. Um, anyway, and so that she was, Marie said she was really upset and she said that she would never come back there to eat again because um, she was upset that we, that I had sat there and watched her, I guess. But it's not even in the message she was paying attention to. She was exactly. Just, it was, you know, the fact that she felt like she was being um, interrogated. Or, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't mean it that way at all. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know, just have her pay attention to her kids. But I mean, you have a perfect message to, you know, to listeners out there that, yeah, I mean, life could change instantaneously tonight, tomorrow, you know, in a minute. And yes, as a family and as, you know, you as you gather with your loved ones, you should spend, you know, valuable and um, meaningful time with each other. So, I mean, that's the message. Exactly. Uh, clearly didn't. Clearly yeah, didn't. She clearly did not get the message. And I'm yeah. hoping that, you know, hopefully maybe she went home and, you know, thought about it and, and then hopefully has changed her ways a bit. But yeah, um, it was just but, really sad. But again, we've, John and I, we do that almost every time we go out to eat now. Um, awesome. And it's, I, but it's sad that, that you yeah. have to do that. And then you have this also on the um, on your website on um, the uh, Do It for Dalton website, and it has I, I see Dalton's picture there. You have a it you have a um, you have some text that it says pay it forward in loving memory of Dalton. Um, so this is this is your message to everyone to basically it, it, for those that are listening. Um, I invite you to visit. Do it for Dalton.com. It's do it for Dalton, D A L T O N.com. And visit that, visit the website and see, um, you know, the message there. There's, there's a beautiful picture there of Dalton. Um, and then the pay it forward message. And then you can talk, and uh, there's a way that you can reach out to Ronnie and her husband. You can click on the email link there and uh, ask questions or get more information if you'd like. And you know, I think that's a, a great way for each of us to, you know, make a small, make some sort of small um, change in our world, especially, you know, with, with the fact that we're so engulfed in our electronics and it's kind of, yeah, like she says, like Ronnie says, it's kind of taking over our, our mindset and, and our, our lives. And it's great to be connected, but do you need to be connected that much? Exactly. Yeah. If you can't put your phone down for 20 minutes to have dinner with your family, there is an issue. 
Definitely. So, yeah. 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 So then you also mentioned um, valuing the small moments within the daily chaos of your of your life versus always working toward the big things, events and vacations. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Absolutely. I am. One of the things when I go out and speak to parents is um, I, I try and communicate that of all of the things that we miss about Dalton, Mm -hmm. it's the little thing. So it's not the trip that we took to Disney world. It's not um, the humongous vacations. It's the little tiny things like doing laundry together when we would make dinner together, um, when Dalton would make breakfast, mm-hmm. um, you know, all those, all those little things, vacuuming. Um, when he was itty bitty, he would like sit on top of the vacuum <laughs> and I would vacuum him <laughs> around to the house and stuff. And, but just trying to take everyday moments um, that you've got with your kids mm-hmm. and, um, and turning them into two fun fun events you know fun things and it's again it's when I when we look back on Dalton and our life with him it is the the small things that we remember it's it really is you know until I see a picture of us you know in a you know like at Disney World I don't even think about those those times in all honesty it's the every morning when he came down the stairs when I was taking my vitamins and he would give me the most awesome hug every single morning um and it's the the night you know when we would go up and and in his bed the three of us would cuddle every single night um when he got older it's not called cuddling anymore it's called hanging out Um, (laughs) (laughs) but every single night we all three of us would go in Dalton's bed and we would cuddle and we would talk about our highs and lows for the day and um and so Dalton would do his highs and lows and then John would do his and I would do mine and um and we would just consistently be sharing, sharing our day and that kind of a thing. And then if a problem came up, you know, when you're talking about your low and what are you struggling with today or whatever, and then we could all give each other advice and that kind of a thing. And um, one of the coolest things about that, I think, was, was that we were teaching our kid that the entire world does not revolve around him and that there is life outside of him. Um, for all of us, there's life, you know, he has a life outside of us. We have a life outside of him. And, but the other thing was, was, you know, you could, you could come up with something that you'd been fighting with all day long in your head. You know, how am I going to do this? What's, you know, how am I going to make this work? Mm-hmm. And you tell it to a kid and, and he goes, Oh, why don't you do this? And it's like, I have been <laughs> struggling with this freaking thing all day long. And I cannot believe you just came up with that. That's got to be too simple. You know, seriously, but, out yeah. of the mouth of babes. Right? Exactly, exactly. But then how it would be so cool how you could just come back, um, you know, and, and a couple of days later, and I could say, you would not believe DJ I used what you told me, mm-hmm. this situation, and what you said, you know, what you told me to do, it fixed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that told him, um, in, in no words, did that tell him, you know, that, that, uh, that I trusted him, that I had confidence in him, that I believed in him. I didn't even have to say those words. What I said to him was what you told me actually worked. Mm-hmm. And so I used it. And, and because of that, he then had confidence that he could talk to adults. He had confidence that, Oftentimes he has a good idea and he should speak mm-hmm. up, you know, um, and, 
and it let him know that he is a valuable contributor to this family. Um, so I think just as parents in general, I think that we just need to, we need to step back and just realize that, yeah, are we going to go take a trip to Hawaii? And that's, you know, that's a big deal because it costs a lot of money, right? Right. But in all reality, do our kids really give a crap about going to Hawaii? Probably not. I mean, let's right. be serious. Would they rather that you sat down on the floor with them and played Legos or, you know, got out and went for a bike ride together or went to the park together, um, you know, or just sat together and maybe you write a story together or you um, sort pictures together and make a collage or, but just finding little everyday things that you can do just right here in your house, in your own backyard that, that don't take any money at all, they mm -hmm. ju but they take time. And, and for, for all of us, you and I, professional women, um, and, and the dads too, professional fathers and, you know, hardworking families, um, we feel like, God, we got to be out making the money. It costs so much to live these days, and we've got to put a roof over our head, and we have mm -hmm. to, you know, pay for food and um, all that kind of stuff. And it's very difficult to do that these days because everything is so expensive and everybody's so overwhelmed trying to make that happen mm -hmm. that in the process, we're forgetting that, you know what, we brought these little human beings into the world and they could be brand new. They could be 25 years old. They could be 50 years old, right. but we brought these people into this world and we need to be willing to share with them our most valuable asset. And that is our time. I agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. You touched on a very good point there in that we're always so busy. Always. I mean, yes. sometimes I think, do I really need to put every single thing down in my calendar and a lot, you know, so much time for this and that? I mean, I had a friend once tell me that, yeah, you have to calendarize everything, you know, even from the minute you wake up to this. And I'm like, you know, do I really need to be that structured every single day? Because what if there's, you know, what if my kids call on me and need me for any, you know, whatever, then I want to be available for that, for them. Exactly. I mean, or if, if, if we, I hear so many different entrepreneurs and different um, professional people say, you know, you have to allot some devotional time to, and some, um, some meditation time to, to your, to your day to start, you know, to start and to start your day. So why not devote that same amount of time to your children? Right? Right. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. You're right. I mean, even if it's just, so, you know, the other day I said, told my daughter, let's go out for a walk. Let's go take the dog for a walk. And sure enough, we went um, and it was just a simple walk. It was 10, 15 minutes around the, around the block. And, you know, but just, I bet you learned more in that 15 minutes about your daughter than you have in a year of conversations. Yeah, you, you're right. It, you know, <laughs> she, it was a wonderful it's undivided attention, undivided <laughs> attention. And it was, you know, time for her to be able to kind of, you know, reach out to me and, you know, and you always want them to feel that it's, it's, that they can come to you, like you said, with confidence. So if they can come to you with confidence, you're right. They can step out into the world and be confident in all that they do. And then, and talking with, with adults or talking with their peers or their colleagues or their professors or, or whatnot, it's having that confidence. So you, your time, your valuable time is empowering them to be, yes. to be, you know, um, to be good citizens and to, you know, to have, to have, a place in this world. So you're absolutely 100% right. I love that.
And it just kind of, you know, poked me a little bit right now thinking, okay, Annie, get, <laughs> get going, you know, spend more time with your kids. And I, and funny, because as we were talking, I was telling you this earlier, my kids were texting me. Yeah, we're all connected, but they're all texting me. What are you doing today? What are you doing today? What are you doing today? So, you know, <laughs> so somebody's reaching out to us and saying, "Let's do something." So, uh, you know, after we get off this call, uh, this call, I'm definitely going to start, you know, calling them and say, "What is everybody doing? I want to meet you." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's just a wonderful. You, you know, your our children do want and crave your time. So you're absolutely hundred percent correct, and I love that you, I love that you said that, and I'm. I'm hoping that all our listeners will start to, you know, do some self-evaluating and look at your own lives and see, you know, are you spending the time with your children? Are you spending the quality and valuable time, the same amount of time and same amount of effort and energy that you spend on work is a hundred times more important to be that towards your children and your family. Exactly. And because we spend so much time at work, I mean, in a perfect world, we only spend eight hours a day on work. I don't know about you, but in my world, it's about 16 hours a day, it seems like. But uh, on an average day, it's really about 12 hours a day that I'm, you know, spent on work. And, and, And then you think, okay, well, and then you have to have time to sleep and to eat and to do, you know, exercise, meditate, whatever else you do. But where in that do we take the time to really, um, to put our kids in that in that time frame and we do need to schedule time for our kids and make sure that we're there for them when they need us i hope you're enjoying this podcast episode we'll be right back after this short message from one of our sponsors Comfotherm Thermal Wraps are designed to help relieve the pain and swelling in and around the jaw, especially after wisdom teeth extractions. For more information, visit comfotherm.com. That's comfotherm.com. Hey there, Annie Rivera here. Thanks for tuning in to Annie Talks. Be sure to tell your friends about subscribing to the podcast and don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Doing so helps out with the algorithm and helps others to find this podcast too. I also invite you to like my Annie Talks Facebook page. There you'll find other news, information, upcoming events, and all sorts of things. Stay in the know with Annie Talks. I also invite you to join the Annie Talks Community Facebook group where we carry the conversation from the podcast episode to the Facebook group. Ask questions about the episode, about a guest, about the locations, you name it, ask away. This forum is for you. See you on the Annie Talks Community Facebook group. I love what you did with your, with Dalton, you, you know, every night you would get in in his room and cuddle and spend that time. So it's something that, you know, he, that was a staple and, and something stable in his life. So that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. I really Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's only really one thing I did right. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> one thing I did right as a parent. <laughs> no, you let him make eggs for you. <laughs> That's right. I look back on things and, you know, when we lost him, the, the whole book came about actually from my husband saying, you know, I have so many regrets and I really want to do, I really want to help other parents who are still lucky enough to have their kids. Um, so I really want to help talk, them. 
talk about that. Talk about your books. Talk about the Parenting at Your Best book. And then you have another book called A Parent's Guide for Journaling for Their Children. Can you talk about those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so they came about because because of my husband and his uh, him being worried that another parent might, you know, lose their child someday and then have the same regrets that he does. And and uh, for him, it was it was you know, it's goofy kind of things. And, and I'm sure you went through this with your dad too. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have oh, done yeah. that. I wish I would have said this. Did he know that I loved him? Did he, you know, all these kind of things. And for John, this is the goofiest thing, but um, years and years and years ago, when Dalton was very little, we went one day to the store and we bought a bat and a glove and a baseball Yay! <laughs> and um, came home, brought it home and um, because that, because him and John had talked about doing that to, you know, playing baseball in the yard or whatever. And it got put on the shelf mm. and literally it never, ever got touched. And, and so when we got home after we had lost Dalton, then John was in the garage doing whatever he does in the garage and noticed that that baseball and that bat and that glove were sitting there. And he was just devastated that we never played baseball. And I said, you know what, babe? you got to stop and look at everything else that you did do because right. you taught him how to ride four wheelers. You taught him how to rebuild the engines. You taught him how to change the tires and the spark plugs and change the oil and all the things that you have to do to keep your four wheeler alive basically and make it, yeah. you know, keep it working and that kind of a thing. And, you know, you taught him how to do stuff with cars and you taught him how to do all these other things. And, um, and so all the things that we did together, camping and riding and all those things, those were the things that Dalton wanted to do. You know, in all honesty, if Dalton wanted to play baseball, he would have come out and picked it up and said, hey, dad, let's go play. But yeah. he didn't because he liked to do these other things with you. And, but, and then John said, well, but every dad in the whole world plays baseball with their kid. And <laughs> I said, yeah, babe, but you didn't. And the reason that you didn't is because Dalton didn't want to. You did yeah. the other things that Dalton did want to do. And yeah. so so as parents, I think oftentimes we look at things, and I, and I remember doing this every single day when Dalton was alive. I remember kicking myself every day saying, God, Ronnie, why did you say that? Or why did you do that? Or why don't you take the time to do this with him or, you know, and I would always be beating myself up. God, I could be a much better mom. I could do much better at this, you know, mm -hmm. and it's that little interior voice that's always talking us down. Um, but then when we lost him, I mean, that stuff, regret comes in and it eats you alive. Yeah. Um, and so John was really struggling with that. And then I had done quite a few, quite a few posts on Facebook, like blogs or whatever, um, because, you know, I would hear the same question from multiple people multiple times. And so I thought, you know what, instead of me answering this question to 200 separate people because they're interested in how John and I are doing now after losing Dalton, I'm just going to put it out on Facebook and then everybody can read it there. Right. And a lot of times I would write things about spending time with your kids, you know, making the better decisions with your time, you know, the things that we had regrets about. Um, that kind of a thing. And people would come back with comments like, you need to put this in a book, you need to teach this to other parents, you need to, you know, you got what you said made me uh, one of one of my high school buddies said, um, I actually haven't spoken to my son in three years, because he told me he was gay. Right. And because of what you wrote today, 
I've called my son and we are going to go out to dinner and anyway and that's been many years ago and now I see on Facebook now I see pictures of them together all the time and I think you know what it's because of something I wrote mm -hmm. um, that that got him to realize that who cares what someone's sexuality is who cares what color they are yeah. who cares um, you know what they do for a living whatever who cares just if you're going to have a kid, if you're going to have someone in your life, be it your kids or anybody, your spouse, your kids, your friends, you know what? You need to care about them. You need to love them. You need to let them know that you love them. You need to be there for them. And who cares what their other choices are in their life? Um, because if something happened today and they were gone, you would regret that you yeah. didn't let them know tomorrow. So that's beautiful. It's super, yeah. you have no idea that, you know, behind the scenes here, I was crying. <laughs> it was all the, no, it's, it was, it, I think I needed to, I, it was because it, it resonates with me and I'm sure it's resonating with, you know, all of our, some of our listeners, all of our listeners or some people. So, you know, your, your messages are very clear and I think that um, this, one of the book now which one is it is it the parenting at your best powerful reflections and straightforward tips for becoming a mindful parent is that the one or is there's another book called a parent's guide for journaling to their child simple strategies for writing heartfelt love letters to your child where can we get these books and 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 how how can we start reading them um you can get them right on my website at parenting at your best withoutregrets.com um, and you can also get them on Amazon um, um, if you get them off, off my website I'll you know not like it's a big deal but I'll autograph them for you or whatever or send them wherever you want me to send them or put a note in there for you um, awesome. for whoever you're going to give it to or that kind of a thing but um, yeah so they're again on my website parenting at your best withoutregrets.com and they're also on Amazon Awesome. And I will have all that information in the show notes below. So everybody that are interested in getting some of these books, um, you can do so on this website. And it, it was also the Mom's Choice Award, and you were a gold recipient of that, right? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So she's, yeah. you know, she definitely has some great nuggets there for all of you, um, all the listeners. So I'm so glad that you shared that with all of us. Now for our parting words of wisdom for our listeners what can you share with them what what can they take away from this conversation um i would just tell you that just in general if you're going to take the time to be somewhere to do something be there and do it put your phone away pay attention and be there um you know just like you and i talking today we can be right here focused on each other and no matter who you're meeting with, whether it's whether you're having time with your kids eating dinner or making dinner or, you know, doing whatever you do with your kids um, and or, or you're at work or you're meeting a colleague or you're doing a one to one with, you know, to meet a new person um, for business or that kind of a thing. Just make sure that you put your phone away and you let that person know that they are your number one priority right this moment. And I just think it's so important in this world that we um, maybe we stop talking and we 
listen more. What do they say that there's a reason we have one mouth and two ears? Hmm. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, get to know people and 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 love the people around you and 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 wish the best for everyone around you. Um, and I hope that people do that for you in return. It's just we've got to do something to make this world a better place. And and I think a lot of it's going to start at home with the way that we treat our kids and the importance that we give to them. And then letting them get out in the world and, um, and making sure that they're good, responsible, beautiful, loving human beings. And they got that from home. So, yes, yeah. Agreed. Where can we follow you? What um, social media channels, websites can we follow you? Oh, let's see. Um, I was just on my regular website and, you know, the parenting at your best without regrets. Mm-hmm. And then also I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, I have signed up for Pinterest. I don't do a whole heck of a lot there. Yeah, I think <laughs> um, so. Me too. <laughs> and the Twitter thing, I don't really know how to use Twitter yet. I haven't really um, done anything there. But every now and then I'll, you know, t- kind of toss something between all the all the um, social media sites. But No problem. So yeah. I will have all of her social media, all the ones that she um, has. Uh, I'll have that on the show or in the show notes below as well. So be sure to check it out. And also don't forget to go to the doitfordalton.com website, as well as her parenting at your best without regrets.com where you can see, um, get a link to uh, her books and get um, um, purchase copies of her books. Uh, Ronnie, I thank you so much. I had a, this was a lovely conversation and you really touched my heart a lot. Thank you. And I'm oh, so happy that we had this wonderful time and, and I got to know Ronnie and that's, that's the name of my brother, by the way. It, oh, cool. It's, <laughs> although it's spelled R-O-N-N-I-E, but still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, you know, it, that name's always been very special to me. So you have a very special place in my heart as well. So thank you so much for, for sharing your story. And I wish you all the, the wonderful best uh, in the world and, and, you know, what, you know, the success in, in your, your home decision. So what, whether you decide to sell it or, you know, whatever, whatever you do there that I, I, I I'm praying for the best for you um, in that decision making. And thank you so much for sharing your your story and your your heart with us. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Go go, go spend the day with your kids now. I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Annie Talks and learning about Ronnie Lambrecht. I hope you will all join in the random act of kindness movement and paying it forward in honor of your own loved ones, the way that Ronnie has done and continues to do on the regular for her son, Dalton. For more information, visit doitfordalton.com or parentingatyourbestwithoutregrets.com. You can buy Ronnie's book directly from Amazon.com or by visiting ParentingAtYourBestWithoutRegrets.com. Don't forget to follow Ronnie on social media. I will have all her links in the show notes below, so be sure to check them out. Now, before signing off, 
If you aren't already subscribed to my podcast, I invite you to hit subscribe and be notified anytime we upload a new episode. If you are already subscribed, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. If you could all please rate and review my podcast, please leave a comment or two. It would really help me out and it would help others to find this podcast. And lastly, you can follow me on all my social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. I will also have all the links to my social media below in the show notes. Thank you all so much for tuning in and keep listening to Annie Talks. Hi, I'm Ronnie Lambrecht. I'm the author of Parenting at Your Best, Powerful Reflections and Straightforward Tips for Becoming a Mindful Parent. And you are listening to Annie Talks.